listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Shalom. This is Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and I would like to welcome you to this week's episode of SLA Insights. Continuing discussion of comprehensible input, last few weeks having covered how to increase the quantity of comprehensible input um, through immersion, through total physical response or TPR, through extensive reading. This week I want to talk about how to increase the quality of comprehensible input. And again, we've talked about how comprehensible input is essential for acquisition. And according to the input hypothesis, how students need input that is only one degree more difficult than their current level of proficiency. So today, in providing kind of an overview of comprehensible input and quality of comprehensible input, um, I want to talk a little bit about sort of theory and rationale, why we do it and, and how this works. Um, one of the problems that we're facing that that hopefully the quality of comprehensible input can help is that the input we have is not always comprehensible. So we've talked about ways to simplify, to provide contextual clues and so on. A second problem is students don't always get enough comprehensible input. And so the last few weeks I've been talking about how to increase the quantity of comprehensible input. Well, another problem is that even when that input is comprehensible and the students are getting plenty of it, they still may not take into their developing system the things you want them to take in. They may not know what to pay attention to. They may not have enough attentional resources or working memory to be able to focus on the target structures that you want them to learn. Because students, like anyone else, have a limited amount of working memory, so they can only take in so much information at a time. And just because a new form is in the input, just because the input is comprehensible, does not mean that they're going to notice the new form or take it into their developing system. So what I want to do is to take a minute and share my screen with you. So this is a diagram that I had put up a couple of weeks ago that demonstrates, um, depicts the processes of language acquisition. And here, where my cursor is, is the point of input. Hopefully that's comprehensible input, and hopefully that's plenty of input. But even if the input is great, it's still external to the learner. We cannot guarantee what goes into their developing system as intake. However, we can manipulate this input in such a way as to change its quality and make it more likely that the student will derive intake from the input that you're giving them. And so that's the, the point here for for increasing the quality of of excuse me the quality of comprehensible input. So a few strategies and solutions. Today is going to be again more of an overview 
with subsequent episodes coming up, looking in more detail at some specific examples and ways you can do this in your classroom. So the, the solution here to the problem is to draw attention to the target form in some way. Manipulate the input in such a way as to force the students to notice and process that new form that you want them to learn. You want to limit distractions so as to not overload the student's working memory. So we're going to look at some specific ways, again, in upcoming episodes on how to do that. How do you draw attention to the form? How do you, how do you limit distractions? How do you manipulate the input to give them the best chance at noticing that new form and deriving more intake from the input? So by way of conclusion, com comprehensible input, again, essential for acquisition, but even if our students are getting plenty of it, they may not be noticing what you want them to notice. They may not be deriving the right intake from the input. And because everyone has a limited amount of working memory, limited amount of attentional resources, they cannot pay attention to everything in the input. So we want to look for strategies to manipulate that input in such a way to help the students derive more intake from the input. Next week, I'm going to look at a specific way of do doing that called input enhancement. Following episodes are going to address issues of um, input flood and another strategy called structured input. So I hope you can join me for these upcoming episodes as we do some more practical work in how to create quality input for our students that will help them derive more intake from their input. I hope you can join me. Have a great week. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.